Welcome to the Three Entrepreneur Podcast, where three entrepreneurs get together on a Friday night after work and talk to a camera. Remember, we don't get paid to do this. We have no sponsored ads on the show. So please like and share the show with your family and your friends. If you found it valuable, if you found it funny, if you gained something, if you learned something, please share it with your loved ones and we would appreciate it. So this week we are talking about the pains and gains of starting your own real estate business within a real estate business, I guess, in a way. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Who wants to go first? Who wants to? We, should, we, should we crack yeah. open the can before we? Oh, God. I almost forgot. Yeah. Our signature. We, uh, our, sig. <laughs> our signature juice. Coming out of this mic tonight. Thank you. I love this branding. What do we have today? Turtle juice. Ghana Turtle Tropical juice. Lemonade. Ghana Tropical Ghana. Lemonade. Ghana? What is this? Should we? Is it alcoholic? Uh, I don't know. Oh. Oh, I love that sound. Oh, you alright? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Oh, I just love away. that sound. Don't you? That's fine. Like, yeah. Cheers. Right. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Good Cheers. It's not it's really episode a clink. two. Clink. Let's have a little try. <sighs> Ooh, mm, very tropically. <laughs> engine. <laughs> Sorry. Pardon. The sound engineer is looking at me. I Pardon. think I'm in her earphones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're Sorry, Karima. Right. <laughs> Mm. <coughs> yeah, I'm not sure that's... Um, that's all right. It's okay. It's okay. Do you know what? Maybe imagine... we should start rating these out of 10. Yeah. Imagine this becomes like a drink show. <sighs> yeah. No, yeah. It's and not. if you... I know we don't do sponsored ad, but maybe we should. <laughs> <laughs> um, we could start rating drinks. Turtle juice. So pains and gains of a startup. Who wants mm. to go first? Okay. What? So the thing is, let me just explain. So basically, obviously we're all uh, running our own businesses within DDRE Global. Okay. Mm. And we're at different stages of that process so um oliver uh when did you join us i joined what was it first couple of days in november so i'm four four months in february yeah four months in. four months in yeah now. three four months and um you're one year in one year in yeah your anniversary was very recent wasn't it feb 13th did daniel take you out no you? i went out with my fiance because it was valentine's oh, okay. day oh, oh, okay <laughs> we've been a bit weird if daniel took me out but no he uh <laughs> he said congratulations thanks for your hard work and that was it Good. And yep. I am approaching my three year anniversary. I think it's next week on the 7th or 8th of March. Wow, three years. Mm. So, um, yeah, we're all at different stages of that mm. process. Um, Oliver. Yes. Seeing as you're the. Um, <clears throat> why do we always go for gassy drinks, by the I way? Don't, I don't know. I was actually just thinking about that. Yeah, just. Yeah. <laughs> God, here we go again. Um, yeah. You, do you want to go first? Thing yeah, as, uh, sure. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, how have I found it? Um, I there's a, a vast amount of emotions. I think we all go through. Mm. Um, I think one of the the biggest emotions I went through was actually prior to probably starting. Um, I think we spoke in the last podcast about, you know, we were at corporate companies before, um, earning a good salary, certain amount of food always on the table, certain amount of listings, certain amount of business that was always <laughs> going to come to us. <laughs> Sorry, have we started already doing it? I just couldn't You've find just, a way Alex to drink my drink. So <laughs> people that are listening and not watching this, Alex is just... Um, you have to watch it on YouTube, it's much better. Yeah, he's just... He's <clears throat> drink all over his trousers, but anyway. Um, so before I started, this was probably when the, 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 the hardest emotion for me, um, and it was probably the emotion of fear, I'd say. Um, like I discussed in the, the previous podcast, obviously have a little boy, just over two years old. And I had many sleepless nights, many mm. sleepless nights of um, of fear of I wouldn't be able to provide for my little boy and my family. Um, you go self-employed, you cut off all income streams straight away. There's not a pipeline that we were all used to having. Um, so you're diving into the deep of the uncertainty and the unknown. And I honestly, I had many sleepless nights of, oh my God, is this the right thing to do? And um, and he was the, you know, he was such a, you know, I always would look at him and go, God, if I, if I ever failed him, God, I would feel that that's the worst emotion. Mm. Yeah. I think if you, if you think about that to anyone, you always think about your parents, if you failed your parents or if they, you know, that's the worst, that's the worst feeling you could ever have. Mm. But that caused many sleepless nights. And so what you're just lying there in bed, your mind ticking over thinking every night, what if my next deal doesn't happen every night? Yeah. Um, and that was a really hard process. That was a really hard time for me. And as much as you uh, rely on your ability, I, I know what I can do and I know I know what I can make from this. And already, I mean, I think within like the 10th day, I did my first deal here. 
Yeah. And I think actually the I think the, that was a record. Was that a record? I think getting them that was probably a bit of a monkey on on your on your back, which you have to get off quickly. You know, mm. is that first deal, isn't it? You know, or, or getting that first property under offer. Um, so that helped me a lot. And that probably was lucky that not lucky, but that came 10 days rather than maybe mm. 10 months sometimes into the business. Yeah. That is quite amazing to do a deal. Yeah, you especially know, so quickly. sales, right? Because usually it'd take ages to get a listing. Mm. And it could take six months to get it under offer. Yes. So that's pretty amazing. Yeah, that was a it was a great one. We um we exchanged within eight working days. So amazing. It was, a, it was a super, super, so, super, super good so deal. So you did your deal, um, your first deal in eight days. Not yeah, 10. yeah. Oh, no, no. I think it was the 10th day no, that eight, I actually eight agreed days it. From I think it was the 10th 10. day of starting that I agreed oh, it. And then eight think, days okay. later, so I was two or three, yeah. two or three so weeks. So the sales process basically <laughs> making up first. What I'll do, Benji, I'll do some training after this. Yes. Okay. Afterwards. Or you should uh, um, use my uh, discount code for the DDA Academy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, so, so yeah. you touched last time upon mm. uh, your son being your why. Yes. But would you say he's the reason that you uh, made the jump from being an employed agent to a self employed agent? Um, it, it wasn't the, the it, it was part of the reason. I think ultimately, I, I think as we said, we touched on before, the model that we are cre you know, creating here and the way that we believe agency is going and the broker model and how we treat our clients, the service that we give, you cannot give in a corporate agency. Mm. And I don't care if someone will write on this now and say, you're wrong, Ollie, you're wrong. You can't because you have not got enough time. You're dealing with 50, 60 vendors at once. 100 200 buyers on your applicant list that you used to have you cannot curate you cannot service them all whereas here we you know we 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 bespoke marketing benji you're just taking on a superb listing haven't you on marlebone and mm -hmm. tell the guys what you're doing with um well investing a lot of a lot of money um into it because it you know it means a lot to us um investing a lot of time an awful lot of time as i touched on the last podcast you know, went to visit the client five or six times before we, you know, got the final agreement to say, here's the keys, you know, crack on. Now the real work has, has started. You know, we've got all the team in um, to have agent intros to show them the property. We've had- What's an agent intro though? So an agent intro, when we take on a new listing, uh, we'll get all the DDRA advisors into the property. They'll have a 10, 15 second um, piece of content of themselves, briefly explaining what the home is, which will then shortly follow with, you know, a piece of pillar content, which is the main content of the apartment or home or house, whatever it is, that will then seamlessly flow from that person doing the introduction to the property. So we do that with all of our properties because when I post it on my socials, my followers want to see me. When you post it on yours, your followers want to see you and, and so on. So we've done that very early on. We've had photos, floor plans done. Uh, we've got a meeting on Monday morning to go through, you know, the bespoke plan of how we're going to drip feed it to the market. Um, we've got orchestras, um, musicians with their classical musical instruments going in Love to that. film, you know, I think probably one of London's first, um, you know, very different videos. Yeah. So we, we need to think of these things outside of the box. And if I had, you know, like I did in my previous business, 50, 60 listings at any one time, um, you can't do that no, it's impossible. for all of those clients. Mm -hmm. Whereas now we can be very selective we can turn down business if if we see fit and we can be very selective with who we want to work with, we want to work mm. with like-minded people. And then we can give 110%, mm. go above and beyond, do more than anyone else. And and that's really, as you were saying, the, yeah. the time element that we have for our clients. Yeah. How did you find that client? Or how did that client find you? Um, it's a great story on, on LinkedIn. Um, I know the son, um, we used to be friends, drifted. Um, he got back in touch, wanted to help me out because he knew that I started a new business, mm -hmm. wanted me to grow, um, connected me with his father. And, you know, we'll have a nice celebration once we sell the property for sure. Nice. So, nice. yeah, came, came from so LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Yeah. You went to school with the person, didn't you? Yeah. And then he's, he knew his dad was selling and yeah, you basically kept in touch with him, even though you didn't speak directly. Yeah. I mean, you basically it, kept in touch over LinkedIn, didn't you? Essentially, in a way, no, directly. Indirectly. And it's, it's interesting you say that because I, I didn't, there weren't many direct touch points, but we followed each other on social channels. Exactly. He, just me posting was me touch. And that's the power so of social he media. He knew what I was up to. He knew yeah. that I left my previous business and started at DDRE. He knows that I'm dealing with, you know, prime, super prime, exclusive homes which fits in with what he has. Mm. So we're speaking to people on a daily basis without people knowing um, and getting our message across without yeah. speaking to them directly. You know, that's that's yeah. crazy and to think. It's funny yeah. because uh, with a LinkedIn post, 
I've got almost, I think, 10,000 followers now on LinkedIn. Mm. I can speak to essentially 10,000 people yeah. in one go. And if someone likes... For free. For free. Yeah. And if one of my um, uh, followers likes that, their followers will see it mm -hmm. on, on their LinkedIn timeline too. It's a snowball effect. It's a snowball effect. Whereas in my previous businesses, when I was employed in a corporate or even the small companies, you know, from 9 to 11 or 9 to 12, that was your call-out period. Mm. You had to call your applicants or your buyers or your landlords. Mm. Whereas, and that, you know, one phone call can take you three minutes, for instance, just to speak to one person. Whereas you can do a five minute LinkedIn post. Mm. Today I did this. Or I, I, and I, you're, you're speaking to 10,000 people in one go. Yeah. And so essentially you, that's the, the same as making that many phone calls. Yeah. You kept in touch with that person without even knowing it. I always hated that desk time. Yeah. You had to be, the reason I hated it is because where I was working in St. John's Woods, 15 agents on the high street. And they're all doing the same thing, nine till 10, nine to 11, yeah. calling buyers. <clears throat> the same buyer is receiving probably the same phone call from so many different people and you're leaving voicemails. Then they just, they've got the same phone call 14, 15 mm. times. Hi, it's Joe from Joe Residential. Are you still looking to buy? Can I help you with the search? Hangs up and they get a call from another person. I used to hate that. If there is a Joe residential out there, we were actually <laughs> talking about you. That was just an example. Always a shout out. Yeah. So. Well, he, you know, he paid me for the for the free ads. <laughs> Joe residential yeah. skyrocket. But that is it's a super it's a super thing to say. You said Benji because um, the other night about seven o'clock, I sat down, put my little boy to bed, and I got back on the the laptop and probably phoned 15, 20 people. All of them picked up. Had good conversations mm. for about an hour and a half, two hours with, with these people. Interesting. If I, call, if I had called them at 9, 9.15, 9.30, they wouldn't have picked up. And weekend calls they wouldn't as well. Have picked up. Weekend yeah. calls are like that as well. Exactly. Your, yeah. your response rate from a weekend call, yeah, much better than, you know. than during the week. They're not working. Yes. No one else is calling them. Exactly. And and we deal with, you know, the demographic of our clients and, and, and purchasers are, they're global and they've got time differences. So times that we're calling, doesn't suit them so you have to tailor call outs tailor who you're going to speak to at the right time and look at where they are in the world and, and that's how you get the best success rate but Ooh, but challenging you know, we're talking about <laughs> the pains and gains yeah. of yes you know being <clears throat> self-employed having your own business yes the nine to five they're not our hours no, our not. hours are probably five to nine you know mm. we work all hours of the day you know mm. tomorrow saturday viewings sunday viewings mm. and that has um you know it has a toll yes. you know we're working sometimes six seven day weeks always on our phones and mm. whilst that's what we want to do and we choose to do it and we love and enjoy it there are the gain there are the the, the pain sorry that come with that yeah. you know where we might be sat at home you know you've just put your your son to bed mm. you know your missus might want to sit with you on the sofa and catch up but you've... i wish <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> i hope you didn't hear that but, but <laughs> you, you've got calls that you still yeah, need course, to make yes, you've got yeah. emails that you need to get out yeah. you know on a friday night when all your mates might be out on the piss going mm. to the pub and doing x y and z mm. um you know that's some of the downside of what mm. we do because we're on it 24 7. we have to be our clients want us to be and need us to be yeah what's been your biggest pain um since making that jump from being an employed agent um, to, to starting your own business? In one phone call, I lost £60,000. Wow. Shit. And then what happened? What happened? What Run us through story? that conversation. I and, was, the, and the thoughts in your head of the emotions. I was just about to say, I cried. I didn't cry. I was very you close did. to I was. <laughs> there was so, a tear. Yeah. So I had agreed a sale without giving addresses or anything away. I had agreed a sale at £7.5 million. Um, and we were just about to <clears throat> instruct lawyers, funds were ready, we're going to exchange in two weeks time. And the owner called and said, I need a million pounds more than my asking price that you've already got me. Wow. And he said, unless you get me a million pounds, the deal's off. And I shat myself. <laughs> you know, I've got my calculator out, which is the worst thing to do. Worked out what my commission was. Really, and it, was, and that, it, was that the first thing that you did? Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I think a lot of agents do that yeah. subconsciously. Maybe. Well, as in you would have got more. You, you worked out that you would have earned. More. No, you no, no, no. As in, I worked out at the seven point oh, five million what okay, I would have made. Yeah. And in that phone call, all not all I was thinking about. I was thinking, oh my god. Yeah. You know, how am I going to deliver the news to the buyer? What am I going to do? And in truth, my my mindset, and it was going back to what you said before 
we were talking outside the, the previous business that I used to work at, I was doing 25, 30 deals a year, you know, doing 30, 40 viewings a week mm. here. I'll do five or six deals a year and I'll do 10 viewings per week, for example, significantly less. And my idea of busy has, has changed massively. Mm. You know, the small, finer details are, are really, really important. So my mindset was, okay, well, you know, that sucks onto the next one. Mm which was probably the worst thing that I thought in my head. And that's just the truth of, of what my reaction was, apart from thinking about the finances. Spoke with Daniel and um, he said, what, so you're just gonna leave it? You're just gonna throw 60,000 pounds away? I remember that. Or you're gonna fight for it? What are you gonna do? Mm. Balls in your court. Yeah. So I went away um, as a true entrepreneur would yeah. and got comparable evidence to showcase why eight and a half million pounds was still in line with, with the market. Um, arranged for a conference call with my buyer who was in Singapore, very late call, obviously with the time differences. Mm. And uh, he trusted me. And I said, listen, there's a development across the road that when that's developed and finished in two or three years time, your apartment will go from eight and a half to 10 and a half, just because of the price precedent that they're going to set opposite. Mm. He said, Benji, I trust you. It's my first venture into London. Um, I want one go-to guy. I'm going to look for a second one. Um, anything over eight and a half, owners taking the mickey but let's go with it went back to the drawing board got it re-agreed at eight and a half and two weeks later we exchanged amazing but yeah in in that phone call you know and that's the ups and downs that you can have in some cases it might not have turned out or transpired how it did and i might have lost sixty thousand pounds not technically because it wasn't in my pocket but the idea of it but that's the you know whether it's real estate, uh, I've got some friends that are in new businesses that are nothing to do with real estate that have also set up recently. And they've had, you know, potential contracts there ready to be signed where they can work out how much money they're going to get. Mm-hmm. And the person walks away. Yeah. You know, it's not just real estate that people have this struggle where you're that close and then, you know, it just vanishes. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a really, really crazy story. Yeah, you look at it and but, over the line. Of yeah, the and, and that's the thing. You and know, now he's looking to rent out the apartment, isn't he? He's looking to rent, the, rent out the apartment, which he's given to us as the sole mandate, which we're working on together as a, mm-hmm. as a co-listing. Um, but it's it's interesting because, as I said, when I was at my previous business, in truth, I think, not I think, I'm not sure how much I would have fought for it. And I'm not sure how much agents in big corporates would fight for things because they're comfortable in a big corporate, you perhaps don't get paid as much as you should and therefore the hunger and the desire and the drive to do it mm. isn't there mm. but when you're sat in this seat you have to do it yeah because as you said you know you're thinking you know my boy at home yeah. i need to provide for him you know i've got a mortgage i've got fixed outgoings mm. i need to sell um but yeah look that that was an, an interesting roller coaster of emotions story. but we got there and story. Okay, no. yeah, we, we, we got through it we got through it, we got through it. And, Amazing, and cool. you, any what have you experienced have you experienced yeah, you've any had, you've had three years Alex, yeah you? so it's three years of yeah, a lot of pain years <laughs> yeah, you must have I like had, a bit of pain <laughs> no pain I no asked game. for it yeah. exactly but you must and have had some really you know there must be dark moments throughout that three years where you've kind of sat down on your own because I think we all agree here Alex is the, he brings everyone's spirits up, doesn't he? When he walks into the room, Alex is the really the joy of yeah yeah mate hundred percent you are you know as soon as you walk in the room everyone there's a smile on everyone's face Thank and you. yeah you know Small you bring high, that big in spirit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he no, makes up for it it's great right. <laughs> and I, I I really admire it I mean honestly like it's only a few Word people of it. <laughs> see. It's what I was talking about. That's the problem. No HR in these business. <laughs> Can't complain to anyone because you're, you're yeah, complaining to yourself. This is, the, yeah, this is one of the yeah. pains I have of running my own business. Send it to, to my, HR. Yeah. Send it to my HR team. Yeah. They'll deal with it in 14 days. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, no, but you are out and 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 you're Thank you're you. always very positive, um, which I admire about you. Um, but there must be, you must have had some times throughout that three years where behind closed doors, when it's maybe just been you, you've been like, Christ, this is, difficult or mm. some real struggle god yeah so they, there is a list um but the, the good does outweigh the bad but when i uh when I, I got made redundant it was different to, to you guys you uh both uh, made that decision and mm. choice and you timed it and you were ready and you had savings mm. um to make that jump from your employed roles into where you are now 
um, and you spoke to Daniel and he gave you advice probably before you did that. I got made redundant from a company that shut down uh, three months into my role. Mm. So I left the biggest real estate company in the world, um, an American firm that's listed on the stock exchange, um, to go and become head of lettings somewhere else uh, in Chelsea. And uh, three months in, after I even recruited one of my ex-colleagues as well, it was his second day in the job. Um, and he trusted me and relied on me. And our CEO came in, who I couldn't get hold of for a few days. It was scary. Mm. Um, our portal, I think Zoopla, uh, or right move, one or the other, anyway, uh, had gone down. Mm. Couldn't get hold of the CEO. And why is that funny? No, just... <laughs> this is some serious shit. No, no, this no, is no, scary. Imagine, yeah. 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 Um, and, and he, he just walked in. He was like, are you in the office? I'm going to come in and speak to you guys. I was like, oh my God, this is not good. Yeah. I had a bad feeling. And the days leading to that as well, um, my ex-colleague who dealt with payments and things, uh, she said, um, that the card wasn't working, the company card. Oh. So yeah, it was obvious they ran out of money. Mm. Um, so unfortunately they brought me in too late, you know, <laughs> couldn't save it in three months. Uh, but anyway, um, I, we were asked to leave. Uh, I cried. That was embarrassing. Um, in front of all of my colleagues at the time. And, um, so literally just asked to just guys, that's it today. You've got to go. That's it. Go now. He walked in and was literally like, guys, uh, our investors have pulled out. I don't believe a word, you know? Mm. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, maybe we'll cut that because I don't want to bad mouth <laughs> no, people. No, you're not. But I, I, no, I don't. Not. I don't know if that's the yeah, yeah, entirely that's true fine. what he told yeah. us. Yeah. But um, he told us his spiel and his the reasoning for shutting down. Mm. Um, yeah. Who knows if that's the truth or not? But anyway, they they shut down. They ran out of money, mm. um, and I think now they're trying to set back up in London. But anyway, what happened after that was I um, was very scared. Mm. I was in a lot of debt um, with my American Express card. Mm. Uh, like five figures uh, worth wow. of debt, yeah. And um, wait, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I was doing that in my head. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Is that five thousand?" But no, that's yeah. supposed to be. <laughs> I think everyone does. Does everyone do that? I, I hope so. Okay. Oh yeah. Anyway, uh, so uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, you got some uh, good air miles though. <laughs> I did. I do. Yeah. I need to use so I those. I threw myself off and I went to Barbados. I didn't yeah. stay anywhere. I just stayed at the airport and flew back again. Sorry, sorry. sorry this is a touch of moment. You know, you try talking <laughs> and getting emotional. A tear was coming and they're just sorry. laughing at me. Anyway, Good support group, guys. Bring, bring it back Good down support today. group. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. It's not like it affected my mental health or anything. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Right, let's bring this on. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, yeah, got made redundant. Um, I, out of being scared, I interviewed... Right, that's it. I'm he's, done. He's I am done. I am not telling you the story it's anymore. Crew. They're putting us on. They're laughing. Sorry. <laughs> that's it. No, I'm done. Right. Yeah, I'm not telling you the story. No, no, this is this no, no. Because I'm, I'm, I'm. You don't really, want to know. I am really. No, no, you're, I really want to hear good. this because I think there's probably a lot of people. Fine. That have gone through this or right. going through this. But if you laugh, we're on one morning each. One morning each. Okay. Okay. So. I was very emotional. I cried in front of my ex-colleagues and um, I was very scared. <laughs> and I started interviewing yeah. with people and they were like, why, why, you know, I knew how good I was at that time. I was a bit cocky. I was much younger. Well, three and a bit years ago, <laughs> not that much younger, but I was younger than I am yes, now. I feel like yeah. I've grown a lot uh, in the past three, four years. So anyway, I was, um, interviewing with companies who you'd know about, but I'm not going to say who. And they're like, why, why do you want to work for us? What, what can you bring to the table? And I was like, motherfucker, what can you bring to the table for me? <laughs> like in my head, I didn't say that, obviously, I you know, but I was thinking like, I'm, I'm better than this. I feel like I'm going backwards. Mm. Um, so I started, um, speaking to people, uh, and, I signed up to a brokerage at the time because obviously I couldn't afford Zoopla and Rightmove. They're thousands of pounds per annum. Mm. Um, so I spoke to a brokerage where you pay a monthly desk fee, uh, much like here, um, but on a smaller scale in a way. And um, then that gave me access to Zoopla and Rightmove, the platforms I needed to be able to market properties for my clients or prospective future clients. Anyway, I called my phone book and I just said, I'll start my own company. Um, can you help me? Do you know of anyone mm. that wants to rent? 
I didn't even say, do you have any properties? I said, do you know anybody that might need help renting or selling their property? Mm. Um, I called all of my friends, then my family, then people I'd done business with before, ex-colleagues. I let everybody know, everybody I could possibly let know. Then I went to social platforms, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. I did a video taken down now. It was really bad. And it was like the first video I ever did, which was in the uh, office in Victoria, um, telling everybody what I was doing. Anyway, um, that got a few likes and shares. And uh, I got seven instructions in my first week. Wow. Uh, well lettings, all lettings properties. <laughs> Great. Um, let two of them. Uh, yeah. And I also did a short term rental deal. Um our pure fluke you know i call it luck or god or higher power i don't know what you want to call it but um i got a call from a certain royal family member uh obviously can't name names um and they said would that landlord short-term rent the property the property was in mayfair i said i don't know let me ask the question took me about a week to find out and talk to them about how a short-term rental would work Mm. because you need the legalities are different to an ast or a or a longer term tenancy you have to provide towels linens um shampoos bath gel and a few other bits and bobs sorry i've used <laughs> the shampoos but it's got me yeah you have to you <laughs> yeah. actually have to have you been to an airbnb <laughs> yeah of course yeah, no, yeah. it does yeah. sound funny it's but you do okay um so we had to prep the apartment blah blah, blah. anyway we did the deal uh, and short-term rental fees are higher than uh, long-term rental fees mm-hmm. um so for a short-term rental you can charge for instance 25 percent mm. whereas a long-term rental deal deal you can charge uh up to about 10 percent, 11 percent um not including management management could be more anyway so uh we did that that saved me and then i was off uh ran my own business for eight months to cut a long and boring boring uh, story short mm. um which did really well and then um yeah i was paying off that debt every month i, I was driven by fear mm. and anxiety so I, was, I was just gonna say do you think being in the debt and perhaps being at your lowest point that gave you yeah. the drive and the hunger to go and call every person. Do you know what? Friend. It's really funny you say that because I sometimes think, because at the time I was living with my parents. Right. Yeah. Uh, also, I owned a property. Okay. Um, which was having issues with the neighbours. So we were having a bit of a legal right. battle. It didn't go to court, but we had disputes internally in the freehold company. So I was paying a mortgage. Couldn't enjoy it though. Couldn't rent it. Couldn't sell it. Um, living with my parents kind of and I had the debt yeah. so I had a lot of out- I think my outgoings at that time were about £4,000 a month mm. wow. um, and I needed a PA so I took on a PA as well so I had to pay her salary every month anyway without going off on too much of a tangent um, I sometimes do think if I didn't have that debt and that legal issue and that mortgage over my head mm. would I have worked as hard as I mm. did because I would have had a cushy lifestyle mm. I would have n- I've had a mortgage I wouldn't have had big outgoings. I wouldn't have been living. I would have been living at home with my parents. Mm. You know, having a Greek mum, she, you know, tries to do everything for you. She doesn't want you yeah. to lift a finger. Yeah. So life is, was good, but uh, some in some ways, I kind of, it's good, isn't you know, it? everything happens for a reason. Forward. Yes, and I think some of my drive does come from that. I think so. I had no choice. Yeah, um, I get that. I resonate with that. And although I do come from a, a, um, a middle class. <clears throat> um, family in a nice area that, and I went to private school before I got kicked out and um I still feel I feel like I have that I don't know how do you call it desire desire yeah, in your belly no like that um I don't know what the word is what to say I, I like I was I, in that I rut also I yeah. couldn't speak to anybody about it yeah uh, apart from one of my best friends Charlie yeah but th- that's it that's the only person who knew and mm. I, then I told another friend Neil mm. um who was an accountant and good with his money. So I was like, dude, you have like, I need your advice. Mm-hmm. I'm in this rut. Um, I obviously didn't, you know, no one helped me financially, yeah. but they gave me advice on what to do. Mm. Um, and I put that card actually in the freezer. I put it uh, in a pot, not a pot, a, a cup of water, and then put that in the freezer. So if I ever wanted what, to use that? it. The credit card? Yeah, the credit card. Ah, Sorry, should be more clear. Yeah. I put the credit card in a cup of water and then that cup in the freezer. And then that froze, obviously, and you couldn't access the card. So if I ever wanted to use it or get tempted, I'd have to take it out and defrost it. Then by the time it defrosts, you think, actually, should I really be doing this? That's cool. I like that. Yeah. That's, that's cool. So that was on the internet. I literally was Googling how to like get rid of a spending problem. Um, 
anyway, so I went through loads of shit. Yeah. And I, I, that's when I developed really bad anxiety. Mm. Really fucking bad anxiety. Mm. I couldn't get through a meeting or anything like this mm. without having a panic attack um, in front of these people. It was awful. Mm. Um, Man, you, you sound like you've had... <clears throat> it was tough yeah. really tough it, it was tough to a testament for you to get thank you now. thank yeah. you yeah thank you but, it was hard again, you know similar to what I was saying it's self-inflicted self-inflicted I hold my hands up it was stupid yeah. self-inflicted we've all been young we've all done yeah because it literally went on like booze and like yeah. dates and but you had silly. your head showing screwed off. on you had showing your head off. screwed on yeah you know your head in the right place you had your fun and now shit's got real you know, you can't yeah. go down that path. You want bigger things for yourself. Mm. And there will be other people 100% watching this, listening to this that have, you know, we're just three normal guys. Yeah. We're not bigger or better than anyone else. We're just living the normal life struggles. And there'll be people that will be like, oh, yeah, I remember that. You know, I've got a nice house now. I've got a nice car now. But yeah, cool. I started there. Yeah. One thing I have to say as well, when I first sat down with Daniel and he says, I want you to come work with me. Um, I said to him, I can't. And he was like, why? What do you mean? And I was like, well, I'll show you. No, I think I said, well, I'm in, you know, X amount of debt. I just was straight up with him. Yeah. So he became the third person I told. And he didn't believe me. I was like, I don't believe you. Bullshit. He like tried to call me on bullshit. Mm. I was like, hang on a minute. Open my Amex app, did the face ID. Uh, and I was like, there you go. And he was like, you're an idiot. And um, he said, um, you have to sell all your shit. Mm. Um, and he said, do you know why I'm a good advisor? And I said, no, why? And he goes, it's because I don't need to sell a property. and I don't need an instruction. Mm. So not having high outgoings makes you a better advisor mm. because you don't need the sale. Or you don't need to take on that instruction. Mm. Yeah, and I you agree. give the correct mm. advice. Yeah. So if you're on the buy side, for instance, if you're retained mm. to act for a buyer and you're representing them in the marketplace and um, they say, Alex, I like this property, but you know something's wrong with it or you know it's not going to perform well going forward, like you said to your your buyer, there's a development opposite, and in two years' time it can be worth X. Mm -hmm. You might, if you if you're desperate for the deal, you might misadvise them on purpose to get the deal. Mm -hmm. And he's absolutely right. Yeah, um, I've become a better agent because he's also mentored me and helped me yeah. with my finances. Yeah. so it goes above and beyond just the agency. Yeah, that's um, I, th I think clients. I think clients can see through that. I think they know when there's some. Oh yeah, young, hungry our clients. Agent that's in front of them, that is especially just our clients, to get a sale. They're like yeah. the top one percent in the world. They can on the, see the most successful that. people on the planet. Exactly, they've done super well for themselves. Mm. They can see straight through bullshit. Yeah, straight through it. Well, so this this listing we were just talking about before, in Portland mm. Place. You know, I've said I will invest my own money. Mm. That shows to them that I, you know, Definitely. don't need. To, if I needed to sell, it, I'd be like. Yeah. These are the cost of the expenses for the marketing. Mm. Would you mind paying the invoice? Yeah. I'm like, no, I've got this. I'll yeah. sort this out. Um, it's, it's a so you're getting a band, aren't you? Or a yeah, string quartet. So we're getting, I mean, we've got, we're very fortunate. We've got the most amazing marketing team who are all staring at me right now. So <laughs> no pressure. Um, yeah. But no, we're, we're very fortunate. We've got an amazing marketing team. And, you know, I'm creative, but they are absolutely amazing and they've come up with this idea which essentially so the, the property that we're selling has three huge principal reception rooms all separate and then a large principal bedroom so we're going to get four musicians in um, with classical musical instruments which is in keeping with the apartment but we think that perhaps the buyer will renovate the apartment with a more modern twist so the musicians are going to be playing a modern song that's cool and we're going to create a video around the musicians but obviously the apartment is going yeah. to be there because it's feature. being done in the apartment and it's a subtle way of showcasing the beauty of of the home mm. but focusing on the musicians so clients loved it i mean to be honest they didn't care what we were doing they said i trust you guys i know how amazing yeah. you are but mm. that sounds amazing it's a super yeah. <laughs> um and that's that's amazing too to have that trust from a client yeah, it's super valuable because you've got some clients that will sit and want to go through everything with a fine tooth comb. But also, you know, the fact that I showcase to them that I want to invest £5,000 of my own money shows that I'm confident that I'll get it sold. Mm. If I didn't think I could get it sold, why would I invest a penny? Yeah. So I think that as well was one of the first things that I spoke about when we went to pitch to try to win the business. Mm. Shows how I said, I will invest my own money. Yeah. And they said, okay, well, if, you know, because sometimes 
the seller won't get the sense that their agent believes in what mm. they're selling. Yes. And they don't like that. Did you pay back the payday loan? <laughs> <laughs> um, Do you know, it's, um, I want to pick up on something that Benji, you said earlier, where um, our days are different now when we were speaking about call outs and trying to book <clears> in five viewings a day or whatever the KPI you had at the time or something. And um, the one, the other biggest thing for me is we used to do deal, 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 deal. Yeah, and now you become transactional. You have to do five or six a month, you know. Now we've become deal, deal. And and that that's quite a hard thing when we are salespeople to mm. flip in your yeah. mind. Yeah. And and that's also been quite a bit of a, a, a mental thing to overcome because I'm that type of person where when I get into bed that evening, I kind of think back in my day and I like to feel like yeah. I've done something proactive or I've done that today and I've called him and I've booked in that and I've managed to yeah. figure out who might buy this or something cool like Benji's doing on a listing. And sometimes if you have that day where you look back and you go, guys, I didn't actually, you know, I, I was busy today, but I didn't really mm, have something. It's hard in your own mind. You're like, have I I've wasted a day, you know, and, and that can play into your mind sometimes. So that, 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 that transition from going from a, like you said, a transactional high volume agent mm. to, you know, one every so often has been a, has, has taken a bit of time, you know? Um, and, and so that, that's been quite difficult for, for me, I'd say at the start. What was the, first thing you did um three four months ago when you joined uh when you when you joined us or when you made that jump to being a self-employed agent and running your own business mm -hmm. what was the first thing you did um i mean for me to get listings or yeah whatever? of course um so for for many agents um and probably for many other sectors of business when you join a company sometimes you have non-competes mm -hmm. so you can't you can't deal in the areas that you've dealt with for mm -hmm. a certain period of months um which I had, so I'm and I'm and I'm still in that, and and of course you have to adhere to that. So I'm kind of going into this new industry where um, all of my old clients, you know, who I speak to regularly, are in the patches that I've dealt with. Yeah. So you're like, oh my god, I can't even speak to them. So how am I going to go and find you know what I'm going to do for the first six months? And um, I did a number of different things really. Actually, I door knocked. I went and spoke to porters in different areas. I went and spoke to agents in different areas and spoke to people that I know where um, I thought I could complement that agent with what we offer compared to what they offer to try and help them as well. Say, look, I see you're selling this. This is what I think, well, what, what I could do. And actually, let's collab on it. Mm. And, and actually speaking to people, that, that brought on a few listings. Um, again, the social side, mm -hmm. Um, the people that I was able to reach out on there and, and also buyers, you know, so the, the, the second deal that I've got under off at the moment is, is working on behalf of a retained, um, uh, of a client who's I'm transacting to acquire a property for her. Yeah. And so again, everybody that we speak to now, whereas a buyer was like one of the 150 buyers that you've spoken to, you know, you've got on your list and you say, Hey, I've got nothing today, but I'll keep you posted. Blah, blah, blah. I spent time with her and I went and met her and we sat down for about three hours and I told her about the market um, and the nuances within the marketplace. And she was struggling to find something and she was a young, you know, she's a, a fairly young lady and she was having trouble where she almost thought agents were looking down at her. And I was like, can you afford this? Like, you know, who are you? You know, she'd lost out on a few properties to bidding wars and everything like that. She, she was struggling. Um, and then she, by the end of the meeting, she was like, yeah, can you work on behalf of me? I think uh, eight weeks later or something like that, we 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 had an offer accepted on something, um, which we're That's probably be happening more and more. A week, it, it has to, Definitely. has to, yeah. because it is such a difficult market. You know, especially if you're first time buyers or, or even some of the wealthiest people in the world transacting in London. It's there are so many nuances in the marketplace. Defective leases, yeah. the price per square foot around one corner could be different to that. Um, we know what's what's being built in certain areas. You know, things that affect the marketplace. Um, and if you don't have an advisor who can can ultimately give you the best advice, you will make a mistake. Mm. And that mistake can be hundreds of Possibly, thousands of pounds possibly. or yeah. time. Um, so that was a really interesting thing. So I was just, I started off and I was just like, you know what, I've got to go and find stuff. And it's kind of going back to that, you know, high, um, sink or swim analogy mm. of you walk out day one, 
there's not, you know, a 9am office where you're going to walk in and there's your new stock list of stuff to sell, Ollie. You know, there's all your new applicants going, call them all. It's, you've got to go and find something to sell. Yeah. You know? And so, not just that. You've yeah. also got to be uh, in touch with your accountant. Into, uh, the you've got to save tax, for man. tax. The amount of hats you have Manage your own money. Exactly. Make sure you don't, you know... Uh, because you're well, not getting income every month. There's a whole list of things well, we, we need to... Well, we must be what? We're advisors, marketers, tax accountants. Um, you are HR. You've got to do all yeah. those bits, haven't you? Yeah. You know, you've got to set your own... You've got to have... Um, you've got to be your own PA. Your own manager. Your own manager. You've got to pick yourself up yourself when, when times are hard. Yeah. Whilst trying to be... And a dad. While trying to fiance, yeah. to be a dad, fiance, son, friends, yeah, son, friends, and football team or whatever 100%, thing you're, you're part bet, of you know, that size. Exactly, love and it. and it's and it's a lot. Um, well, one of the love, questions. <laughs> well, one of, who said that? <laughs> who said that? One of the um, questions that someone mm -hmm. asked was relating to. Should we let's jump to the questions now? Mm. Yeah, should we do questions? Yeah, unless do you have any more pains engaged you'd like? I think pains or gains you'd like to voice. No, I think we've gone through. Okay. It'll be yeah. good to get some questions. Cool. So what we what we did last time when we finished the first podcast, we asked people to ask us questions. We had a nice uh, reaction, which which yeah. we were expecting, but not as much as as many as we got. Yeah. So and I think first of all, as well, thank you to everyone that listened yeah, on definitely. the last podcast. Like we really appreciate you listening. It was great to get some really lovely comments back from yeah, we're overwhelmed. And people that we had to us. also people that we'd never spoken to. Yeah, you know, and and people just like reaching out of of, of we had some lovely messages from people yeah. saying, "Oh my god, I love that!" And I'm, it's so nice to hear from people yeah. that we haven't heard of, haven't yeah, we don't kind of know on a on a personal note. So please reach out to us more. Like it's yeah. a, it's a lovely thing for us, and we really love hearing your feedback. Uh, right, let's jump into the questions. Let's do it. So <clears throat> at the Burning Monkey asks, "Where's your favorite location when it comes to viewing slap?" Can you not kick the table, please? <laughs> Gosh. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Where's your favorite location when it comes to viewing forward slash selling property? Forward slash. Um, Question mark. For me, it's it's going to be Regent's Park. Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> um, on, yeah, for me, it's going to be Regent's Park or Little Venice. <clears throat> um, I love the white stucco fronted, you know, the volume. Um, so yeah, Regent's Park, Little Venice for me. Um, Ollie, what do you think? <laughs> I was waiting for that. Um, for me, I mean, I, I, I'm a, a massive fan of Marlebone. I always have been. Um, I love the area, I love the vibe, the, the, the you know the different properties, the demographic of people. Um, I love you know we all love the the high ceiling, Victorian Edwardian you know conversions, period conversions. Um, so I think Marlebone is probably one of my, my my favorite area. Yeah, but I've also I've I've got a few listings now as well on the Riverside, mm -hmm. and I've um, done view, some. The view on one the, of honestly, yours. the views like I do viewings like specifically after like five p.m. because mm -hmm. honestly, like when you walk into those apartments and and you open up the curtains or you know you, you go onto the balcony and you see oh, the views. Mate, that one in Tower Hill is unbelievable. Oh, like amazing! Yeah, it's one of the coolest flats I've seen. But but it's interesting what you just said. About the time of when you show it, which I yes. don't think some people will think of, yeah. that you know your apartment well that you're selling, yeah. and you know that the view is best at a certain time. Yes, that perhaps if someone wants to view it at twelve o'clock, you say, "I'm really sorry, I'm completely backed up." Then I'm I've got a free slot at five o'clock. Definitely, you know, yeah. there. That's why our clients appoint us because we think of those small things like that. Definitely. So it's interesting yeah, you it's, said that. It's a that's a really good point, Benji, and a fantastic you know, tip for people. But yeah, I, I only do viewings after or dusk, just as like the the the, mm. the, you know, the sun is setting, the pink sky goes down. And by the end of the viewing, it's dark. You can't beat it. That is why you buy those apartments. Yeah. So I've yeah. really kind of fallen in love with the Riverside a little bit as nice. well recently. Good. But yours, Alex? Mayfair. Mayfair. Yeah. Yeah. No, Very no, cool. No hesitation. No hesitation. Yeah. Is uh, it's my favourite area. And I sold a property on South Audley Street um, next to a pub which just reopened uh, called the Audley. Um, that was one of my favourite sales. Mm, nice. Yeah. That's cool. Um, at Claudia.Bates asks, how do you find a work-life balance seeing as your work is on your phone? Mm, that's a very good question. Benji. I'm no, joking. <laughs> Go on. Well, maybe, I don't really get that joke, but anyway. Um, that, that, is a very, that is a really good question. Um, and I think it goes back to when we were talking about time management and, and, and everything like that. You have, you have to make time for yourself. Mm. And, and whereas we all sit here, and I think we're all comfortably say we're workaholics, you know, 
we pick up the phone at 9, 10, 1 a.m. if we have to, and we'll yeah. do, we'll, we'll speak, we'll work into the evenings. You have to, you have to, 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 to put time with your friends and family. And, and for me, Sundays are a big day for me. I, I always, you know, want to take my little boy out in the afternoon. We always go and play football across um we've got a cricket club opposite us where we live yeah. um so wow. we we always you know go go play football oh, no, and living. he's a he's a big toy story fan at the moment do you live in one st john's wood <laughs> <laughs> don't okay. um just going into laws to play football yeah so it is it is difficult he but... just says he plays football on a cricket ground yeah so i think making that making that you have to make time you know, yeah. you do have to make time and um, that's that's very important. Yeah. Very I, important. <clears throat> so, uh, similar to me, I mean, in answer to the question, it's very hard to have a work-life balance mm. because you can have, you know, your time set out that's blocked out for family time mm. and then you've got a viewing at a £30 million home mm. that the client is here in London for that period of time and you've got to drop it. For me, my Zen time is is Saturday from kind of 12 until 5 when I play football every Saturday. And then in the evening, I'll go out for, for dinner with Talia and friends. That's not movable because for me, that's you know great for my mental health. It's great for my my headspace. If someone wants to view a property on a Saturday, let's go at 7 a.m. Yeah. Anytime up until 12, you know, and then Sunday, if you want to come on a Sunday, no problem. I've, I've done viewings on yeah. Sundays before. The thing for me that's hard with the work-life balance is the holiday when you're not here physically on the ground because yeah, our job, you know, don't get me wrong. It's always the busiest when you're away. So. Literally, it's as if, it's the you're the like holiday curse. You, you, your yeah. phone knows you go abroad, yeah. you touch down, and it's like activity. Yeah, you know, times ten. Can yeah. I ask you both a question? Because I, I mean, obviously, I've only done this four months now, and I haven't had a holiday yet. But do you feel guilty when you get on holiday? Yes. Yeah. Like I for do not, for not being on the ground. Yeah. and not being. You almost feel like bad to tell your clients I'm going away. Do you? Interesting. Uh, yes. Yes, yes I and do. No. Yes and no. I think. Yes, as you rightly said, yeah. because you're... They've just appointed been, you to sell yeah. the property. You're like, oh, I'm just going to go away for a bit. Yeah, You have to deliver the message, you know, you know, in a, in a sense, you're not going to take it on day one and then day two, you're saying just so you know, you know, because you're sitting next to them at the table and so you're... you don't just switch your phone off and ignore them? No. Oh. No. <laughs> well, that's you... what you said to do. No, absolutely <laughs> not. Um, just kidding. <laughs> but no, I, I, I don't feel guilty going away. I think it's important. Yeah. You know, our clients also run successful businesses yeah. and they go on holiday. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not it's not the norm to be working 52 weeks of the year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They go on holiday. We need to go on holiday. If I take out a long weekend, you know, I'm going on to to different places. I've booked a surprise holiday for Talia. I'm just about to say where it is. <laughs> she doesn't know where it is yet. Um, like booked to go away for four nights. Yeah. Perfect. Oh, I saw that in your diary. Don't tell Talia. Yes. Skegness is, is amazing at this time. Well, the time this comes out, she might know anyway. No. Oh no. No, 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 no. Um comes out next week, I think. Yeah. So yes. they they they, anyway. they get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Blackpool is Blackpool's lovely. Skegness. They they, they get it. it. You know, they expect us Just to the, go yeah. away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Should we sorry we'll do one more question? Um no. We'll do a few more than one. Yeah. If you, if you want. <laughs> a few, <laughs> a few more, more, more than one. one. Is that the time I actually do do <laughs> yes, <laughs> hence, uh, a few more than one. Um Get juice yeah, don't it. worry about my work-life balance. Uh, <laughs> and, and just whilst Alex is looking, I think also while, just whilst you're looking for a question, one of the biggest things is we have really supportive families behind us mm. and partners, don't we, fiancés? I would ask fiancés. Oh. I can say yes. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for I, Amazing. Yeah. Like a shout out to those, to, those, to, our, to our free We should fiancés. do a triple date. I'm surprised we haven't done that yet. Why are you looking at me like that? Do, we should, okay. We should do. Should no, do? no, I think it's a really good idea. What would you want to do? <laughs> just go for dinner. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. What what did yeah. yeah, nice. Just a triple. Yeah, like, we yeah, should yeah. do. Just, just do it. it. We should do yeah. it. There's Maybe probably we a lot of common them. ground there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, loads. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do? Oh, no way. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? Same. Not for our common ground. For our other half. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. What do you do? <laughs> What a coincidence! We all work for DDR well, yeah. Global. <laughs> well, no way! You're dating an estate agent as well. Oh my god! Oh my god. So, so is Harry. Yeah, <laughs> loads of common ground. Oh, right. Good. Anyway, okay. so um, yeah. Next question. Yeah. What happens? I think they mean valuer when a surveyor devalues your listing and the buyer needs a mortgage. 
I don't know if that makes sense. Well, I, I know. I understand the question. Effectively, I think you know what she, she's, yeah, she's trying she's, to say. She's had a um, the buyer's obviously getting a mortgage. They have uh, the lender will always appoint a surveyor to go in and, um, and value the property. And they've downvalued it, as we call it. Yep. Don't they? Let's just say the, per, the, the the property's worth ten million, and they've so you might have it under offer for ten million. Yeah, and they've under, valued ten it million, at eight million, or, or something. Eight million, yeah, yeah. Um, so ultimately, um, going back to kind of Benji's point, really, when you had your your deal, you as the agent now have to to step up and uh, and show comparables and support the price of the of the original price that you agreed at ten million. Um, and and by giving that advice to them, um, showing them, as you say, other sales in the road, maybe what the prices have been over the last five years, your predictions for the next five years. Um, your job as the agent is to step up and and to 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 get it, you know, push on at the the, the agreed price as it was originally. Yeah, I mean, agree. And just just to add on to that, <clears throat> we've just taken a listing on. We won't name names. We won't name addresses. And. There are two agents on board already and we're the third agent that's coming on board and we suggested you know in all honesty to have us as a sole agency but the owner was worried to kick off one of the agents because they're relatively dominant in that neighborhood when it comes to valuers calling that agency mm. for their opinion and he was worried that if he kicked mm. them off mm. that when we eventually have it under offer and they get the call yes. saying what do you think of this yeah. value they'll poo poo it. Mm. So, um, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a difficult one. It, I haven't seen it too often in truth, but you deal with it. It's a hurdle. You know, if the buyer is super motivated, they'll, you know, they'll bridge the gap. Yeah. If not, there might have to be a renegotiation of the price. But if you've got a committed buyer, committed seller, mm. deal's done. Yeah. Yeah. Happy days. Good. Okay. Good. I think that brings us to the end of the podcast. That's a wrap. That's, that's great. Thank you very much for listening. If you Again. gained anything from our Pains and Gains podcast, yeah. please uh, like and share the show. Uh, drop a comment, rate it five stars, and we will see you in two weeks. And ask questions for the yeah. for episode three. Let's, let's get okay. them in. I close it off. <laughs> <laughs> That's my Sorry. line. <laughs> That's my line. <laughs> Back to the studio. Back to the studio. <laughs> What's your closing remarks? No, I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) Go on out. Finish it off. What's the closing line? No, that's it. Thank you very much. Thank you. To the jingle. (laughs) No. Oh, and also follow us. Ah, Where do you find us? At Alex underscore Evagora on Instagram. You will find me on Instagram. You will find me on Instagram. Benji dot wine at Benji dot Weinberger. W E I N. W E I N. And you'll find me at Oliver. Dot Ingles. 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 Thank you. Not not Ingles. It is just one. Thank you. Do you want to start that again? Say one more time. At Oliver dot Ingles. Say one more time. Have a lovely weekend.